Yeah, Lego well, Steamboat Le- and Gravel Worlds. I mean, those are all pretty. Yeah, lead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't. Leadville Steamboat and Gravel Worlds. Two of those are at altitude, which I don't think Europeans are going to be that thrilled about. True. Um, and all three of those are hard events. Yeah, and plus you would have to bring over a mountain bike for Leadville as opposed True. to just bringing a gravel bike. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I did, I'm sticking with with May to June is where when you got to come for. Yep, I like it. What is up, party people? We worked backwards this week and kicked things off with a bunch of listener questions while we waited for Drew to come on the air, so stay tuned for that. I think we got through most of the questions, but if we didn't get yours, we'll get you next week, I promise. Questions and feedback for the show can be sent to bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram if you prefer the DMs. All right, let's get this Bonk Bros party started. was old um i guess i use outlook for no i use what do i use is it outlook i think i use outlook for like my engineering job but anyways so scott you you were a little late but dylan and i were thinking maybe we would start with the listener questions one while you're still kind of awake and two um <laughs> yeah, dude, <those laughs> before drew, before drew oh gets on we, then we can talk about suck cross nets all right but i don't i don't want to like repeat that conversation it, it honestly it sounds like neither you nor drew really want to talk about cyclocross no, I'll, I'll talk about it oh there's okay. gotta be a lot All to right. talk about come on yeah, 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 i'm I'll sure there's a lot to talk about but both of you guys had bad races so yeah but i'll still talk about it oh, i'm okay. fun good yeah yeah um okay so let's just do listener questions dylan do you have any that you have pulled up yet if not i'll start no go there's, for there's it. like i got like 20 of them there's yeah you, you go for it you go for it um Okay, well, that one's for Dizzle, so we'll hold that one. Okay, first question we have from Carson Turner. Adam, we can't hear you. Uh, Adam, your Wi-Fi says, sucks ass. Mine? I think so. What is it doing? I don't, Whatever you just is said, we out? couldn't hear, we no, couldn't hear it's you. It's cutting out, and your face is all like like fuzzy a little bit. Dude, my, like my computer, like it's like in update mode right now. I don't know. It's like asking me to update everything with Microsoft. Stop using Microsoft. Let me, let me just close a bunch of stuff. This is not good. <sighs> well, now I can't see you, Scott. You're like your your screen's just blank. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's okay. It's you don't need to see Scott. Yeah, it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Microsoft, I think we're back. Now. Get out of here. Well, yeah, I know. Now I had to. I now I got to open up my email again though because I had to close everything in order to get it to go. Mm. Oh my gosh! Can you pull up the email while I'm trying to figure this out? Sure. Um. Did you delete all of them? Dude, you deleted all of them. They're all in the listener. They're in the listener questions folder. Oh. Oh, you have a different. There's so many emails. You have to create another Wow, folder. you have a different folder for listener questions. All right. How many emails are you getting to this email? Um, yeah, we got a lot. Where are we, where, where do we, where do we start with Daniel? Um, yeah, no. we can, we can, yeah, we can talk about Daniel's response to you, I guess. We already did his question last week. Oh. I am all over the place. You're, you you sorted the email in a way that I don't I don't know how I don't know what I'm doing. So all the ones that are that are unread, we haven't read yet. So just just read just open one that hasn't been opened yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. All right. How else do emails work? I mean, <laughs> no, you know, you're right, you're right. All right. <laughs> Hi, I think interval this comes from PP. 
PP. <laughs> His name is, is capital P, us. capital P, capital P. Um, <laughs> hi, I think interval training is very much bike specific, but is base training bike specific or mm-hmm. is it somewhat less specific? If I do most of my base training on my road bike, will it give me the base I need uh, for my MTB? Dylan, do you intentionally split your base training between your gravel and MTB bikes, or do you just ride what you feel like in the base phase? All right. You know that you can just say mountain bikes, right? That's what that stands for. Are you talking to me or are you talking to (laughs) PP? You, I guess. You're the one who's reading it. MTB equals mountain bike. Dude, you don't know what he means by MTB. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe PP's <laughs> got a different definition for MTB. Dude, you don't know what he means by PP either. <laughs> also don't know that. Um, um, is base training specific? Uh, so why don't, why don't you answer the second one first? He asks if you intentionally... Um, <clears throat> if you intentionally split between your gravel and mountain bike during the base season. Yeah, so... I, I mean, I ride a lot on the road, too. In fact, I probably do more road riding than I do mountain biking or gravel riding uh, by quite a significant margin. Like, I probably do 70% of my training on the road and maybe 15 and 15 mountain and gravel, which might be surprising to some people. But Is that year-round or just in the base season? No, that's probably year-round. I mean, maybe I do a little bit more gravel and mountain bike if i'm if i've got a gravel or mountain bike event coming up like for example leading up to leadville i pretty much just rode my like that the three weeks leading into leadville i pretty much just rode my hardtail on the leadville course (laughs) so (laughs) okay yeah uh and then like leading into leading into unbound i was like 90 percent gravel riding yeah um so so what about like as far as like the specificity of it um yeah, and and then I guess the question is is like, do I try to intentionally split time between the two, or do I just ride whatever I feel like doing on that day? If I have intervals to do, I'm going to be on the road, and then every other day, it's kind of I'm going to be doing an endurance ride, and I kind of just do whatever I feel like. If I feel like I want to ride the mountain bike, I ride the mountain bike at endurance pace. If I feel like I want to ride the gravel bike, I ride the gravel bike at endurance pace. If I want to ride the road, then I ride the road at endurance pace. It's like, I don't, I don't think I intentionally say like, okay, I need to have 30% of my training be off-road this week and 70% be road. It's just kind of how it ends up working out. <clears throat> I don't know why he specifically asked me that question. I don't know if you guys have answers to that question that are different than mine. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have the, the, the terrain like you do. Um, here we pretty much have like, you can ride road, you can ride bike path, or you can ride gravel and you can ride trails too, but there's only like, I don't know, 15 miles of trails. So like you have to do a bunch of loops and stuff. So, I mean, I, I probably do 75% of my training on gravel, but I, mm-hmm. I split the time between bikes based on whatever, uh, whatever race I have coming up. It's so like Leadville. I did all my gravel rides on my hardtail and then big sugar. I did like all my rides on the gravel bike. Like, I don't know. I just usually two or three weeks before I just switch to whatever bike I'm going to be using. And then it doesn't matter what terrain I'm riding. I just ride whatever. But I don't, I don't think it really matters in the base season. Um, I, I actually think it, it yeah, I mean, I, I think like intervals, like I think it's nice to do it on whichever bike you race on primarily, just so you get used to like the position and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I think in general, like it's 
you're just trying to build general fitness. Like look at Keegan and Russell, like they're going to spend a ton of time on their road bikes this winter and both of them primarily mm-hmm. race off-road. What do about you, you Scott? Like, do you even have anything other than a road bike? You have cross bikes. I mean, not to have anything. Got a lot of bikes for sale, actually. Yeah, nice. Yes. You want to post them for sale on the podcast? What do you got? Dude, I, I have a ton of bikes that I need. that They're not currently for sale, but I need to sell them. Put them out there. What do yeah. you got? I've got so many, dude. I've got a mountain bike. My my sh- bikes. My shed is full of old Niners that I still haven't sold. Well, nobody wants those, so <laughs> you should just take them to the local dump. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have that one that you like destroyed when you crashed because you had no rear brake? Remember that? Yes, I still have that one. <laughs> that one is trash. <laughs> yeah, I was following Scott down like uh, this was like when Scott was living with me over the winter. I was like following him down a gravel descent, and this bike, like you squeeze the rear brake and it does absolutely nothing. Like you probably <laughs> accelerate if anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> the rear brake doesn't do anything. So we were going down a gravel descent and. Uh, I don't know. Scott d- felt the need to stop for some reason. I think but, like my bottle fell out or something. Yeah, I'll, your bottle. Pick it up. Your bottle fell out, so he like slammed on the brakes. So then I slammed on the brakes. But when I slam on the brakes, like literally, it was only like my in a turn, and <laughs> you just slammed on your front brake and just ate so much shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. And then yeah, the most embarrassing part of the story is that I didn't really get that badly hurt from the crash. Um. But then when I got back, I had like road rash or gravel rash or whatever, and I just jumped in the shower. Like I didn't like test it first to see if it would hurt. I just jumped straight in, and it was the worst pain I'd ever felt. And I like passed out from the pain and hit my head on the toilet. You like legit passed out? I, I legitimately passed out from the pain. It was so what? painful. Dude, I've never <laughs> experienced pain enough to where it like made me black out. That was, yeah, I mean, that was one of the few times in my life that I've, the pain was so bad that I passed out from it. That's pretty wild. And then you got a concussion, you said, from hitting the toilet? I Like, I don't know if I got are a you concussion. Sure, are you sure but... you didn't pass out and Scott gave you a swirly? <laughs> well, Scott wasn't there. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like woke up. And I was like on the bathroom floor and the the toilet seat was broken. So I just, you know. Assume, I assume that's what happened. Anything's going right. happen in between. I mean, you were naked in a bathroom. So. I know, yeah. dude. <laughs> naked, blacked out in the what bathroom. What's happening to you? Yeah. Uh, Scott, right, you got did, anything else to add here? Are we good to move on? No, no. Other than somebody should buy my bikes. <laughs> how much are you selling them for? You got to tell the people so they know how much to buy them for. Uh, I've got a mountain bike for like 3500 The question is, will you sign them? Yeah, fuck yeah. You'll sign them? Yeah. Okay. Sick. Uh, okay. So this one comes from Dan Walker. One race, three bikes. Um, keep in mind, I haven't read like any of these yet. So some, I have no idea like what some of these even are about. Good. Uh, he says, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Came across this video on YouTube of the vegan cyclist doing the best of both in Bend, Oregon. The long and short is the race is three parts done one after the other. 20 miles of gravel, 53 miles of road, 15 miles of single-track mountain bike. Um, then he sends a link for the race. There are two categories, one bike for all three sections, or three bikes, one for each section, road, mountain, and gravel. You'd have to transition bikes for each section. If you were forced to transition between bikes, who among you would do the best? Who among, or no, who among, 
who among the current American pros would do the best? Do you think this format would ever gain momentum? Dan Keegan would do the best. Yeah. yeah but that's just because he's the best. Like, I yeah, don't know. He's just pedaling a bike is like pedaling a bike. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, do some, I do sometimes think that, well, I, I, I think that there can be a difference when we're talking about climbing versus flat, or if we're talking yeah. about like a, uh, like a, a 20 minute race versus a 10 hour race. But, but, um, but that has nothing to do with the bike. Yeah, but you could also say that like a mountain biker needs better technical handling skills than a you know a yeah, gravel yeah. rider or road cyclist. Um, but it's not like I a don't know. You, you know what this race? You know what bike. this race kind of sounds like is rule of three. But at rule of three, you have to do it all on one bike. So is this person asking if we have to switch bikes? Who would be the best? I don't really think it matters whether you have to switch bikes or not. Have to switch bikes? Who would be the best? I still think it'd be Keegan. Yeah. I actually think that the um, winner of the Lifetime Grand Prix is a pretty good indication of who would be the best at this this theoretical event. So did like they submit who was Haley in, Smith in for yet? the for the women and Keegan for the men is what I would say. What? Did they did they notify you if you're in? No, they do that on Thursday. Thursday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday that they notify you? Uh I don't know. I I've heard both days. Like when we when you, when I submitted the thing it said Wednesday. But then they made a last year. Last year it was like literally an hour before they made the announcement. The guy called me. Oh really? He said, he said you're. So they, they're not like calling people today. Like no, they're not gonna. You're not up. gonna know like days beforehand. You're gonna know like an hour beforehand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Th- this guy's saying. Uh. So like rule of three, you have to. You just you do it all on one bike. But this race is unique in that you can sign up for the three bike category. But it's it, it would. It would be like triathlon, so you'd have to like hop off yeah. your bike and get on a different bike. Uh, I kind of like it better where you have to use one bike for the whole thing. Yeah, dude, yeah. then you got to deal with three fucking bikes. Can you bikes? imagine? Yeah, like <laughs> it, you couldn't even like have two homies driving in one car because you have six bikes. I know. Yeah, or that's, if you had to get on a plane that, to that's go That's a this huge thing? pain. Well, it sounds like they've got categories for both. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, two categories. Who the hell is doing the people with no friends? <laughs> so Okay, so, so all right, so I'll ask you guys this. So it's 20 miles of gravel, 53 miles of road, and 15 miles of single track. Which I mean, bike would you pick? That sounds like the kind of ratio that you see in a BWR race. Like, the distance is a little shorter than a BWR race, but the ratio sounds like what you would see in a BWR race. I'd pick a cross bike. You mean a gravel bike? Same shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, a gravel bike. Yeah. Probably a gravel bike with wide tires, like like the widest tires that you could fit on him. Yeah. Is what I would go for. I that well, was that even his question though? His question is who who would do the best, right? Which yeah. I think, so I no, think no, we no. no. So so his his original question was if you were forced to transition between bikes, who mm-hmm. among you guys would do the best? And then he asks like who in the who in the American pro scene would do the best? I don't know. Yeah. My vote would be Scott. I think Scott would whoop all our asses. Yeah, who I agree cares? with that. <laughs> Actually, Scott maybe would lose. Well, no, you do have a mountain bike. I was going to say because he doesn't have Dude, enough bikes. Bike. Dude, Scott's no, really no. I'm not good saying you can't ride a mountain bike. bike. I'm saying that you wouldn't have a mountain bike to use, but you do have a oh, mountain like bike. Own one. Oh, yeah. I don't well, even honestly like. Honestly, I'm skeptical that if you could switch between bikes, that would actually even. I it would be faster, especially for the mountain bike section. Do you think you'd make up enough time faster? for the what? transition? Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, yeah, how fast it, is this transition? Like, is it a cyclocross bike swap? Yeah, it'd be pretty it, fast. Yeah. 
If it's 50 miles dude, of the road. Dude, so you know in <clears throat> the uh, – in apparently in the Pisca stage race, you, you're allowed to switch bikes mid-stage. Are you going like, to do that? You mean mid-race nah, like for, for each r- stage? Like literally in the middle of the stage, you can switch bikes. So you could like ride – you could ride a gravel bike up the gravel climb – and then, like, at the top, switch to your enduro bike and come bombing down. And then at the bottom, switch back to your gravel bike. Like, you would definitely need some sort of pit crew person out there handing so you your bike. So, anywhere on course, you can just have someone meet you with a bike? Dude, apparently, I mean, apparently, yeah. I've I've talked to the promoter about this. I've never heard if of anyone If anyone is taking that. that race that seriously, they need to find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that you're like then you'd have to have like staff. Out I there, know like, you would. You would yeah, have to like driving yeah, your bikes sure. around and shit. Yep, and like that would be difficult. You could do like one switch. You right? can't even do that in like a, a cross country mountain bike race. Like you have to finish on the same bike. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Anyway, let's uh, okay. go on to the next question. Yeah, we got another one. Okay, so this one comes from Daniel, longtime listener, but it's. A uh, question from his friend Nathan Haas. I don't know, Nate. Dude, why Daniel you hit is us basically up? Daniel's basically part of the podcast at this point. Regular yeah, listeners, they all know Daniel. Yeah, he's like the primo listener for sure. Uh, so he says, "Not a question I have. This question is from Nathan Haas, but probably also something on the mind of European and African cyclists who want to do gravel in America." If I can only afford to be away from my family for one month in the U.S., what dates slash month? Would you pick? So based on 2022, the Dutch Mafia campaigned at Gravel Locos, Rule of Three, and Unbound. We also saw Team Imani attend Leadboat, <laughs> Gravel Worlds, and Vermont Overland. It would be interesting to hear your thoughts on what might be better, or what, what might be a better month to visit, late May slash early June, or all of August. What is different this year is that you can now only do three races since Steamboat moved back one weekend, which then made Gravel Worlds move back another weekend. Um, so now it's the same weekend as Overland regards, Daniel. So basically like anyone abroad, like if you want to come race in the U S for a month, when would you come? Yeah. I think if you have one month to race gravel in the U S the choice is obvious. Like you have to choose May into June, you get gravel locos, you get unbound, you get rule of three. Now you get, um, BWR Canada. If you want to do that. It's not in the you U.S., get, dude. You get BWR. Yeah, but it's the same, same continent. You get, BW, you get BWR Asheville. So, okay, I mean, yeah, but, but okay, but let's talk about this, though. So you can race in Texas, and then you can race in Kansas, and then you can go all the way to British Columbia, and then you can go all the way to Asheville. Like, that sounds not all that doable. Yeah, but that's America. I know. So, so, so maybe there's another month that you could pick that would have like three races in close proximity. Well, but Texas, the other months you Texas said was and like, Kansas is pretty close. And, uh, and you got to remember rule of three is in there. So you could do Texas, Arkansas, Kansas. That's three that are like all within pretty close driving distance. And okay. they're yeah, big deal pretty close. Those are still pretty fucking far. Driving. Yeah, well, it's, like, I mean, could, it's the you U.S. One like, rental car. You can't have them all in the same. Like <laughs> they should know. start doing that. They should coordinate locations. Yeah, it would be pretty sick if if it like went if, like circumnavigated the U.S. So it kind of like started in the Southwest and then it kind of yeah. Like, like don't like uh, bands do that when they go on tour. Yeah. They go from like one city to the next. Yeah, like, like, you, like that. You follow the tour. Like it actually makes sense driving wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to figure yeah, out why the Lifetime Grand Prix doesn't have a single race on the East Coast. What's up with that? 
Yes. Like a, na- a national series in the East Coast isn't represented at all. They they it's had BS. another race. There, there was a, a race up in, I think it was in New York or maybe Vermont, somewhere up up Northeast. Um, but I think Lifetime actually dropped that event. It was one of the Lifetime or Leadville qualifiers. Was there like not enough know. people participating or something? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. Something like White Mountain or Green Mountain or something. Something up there. Um. Well, so like in August, you've got Leadville, Steamboat. What else is out that way? Yeah. Leadville, well, Steamboat, Le- and Gravel Worlds. I mean, those are all pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's, Gravel Worlds would still be like an eight-hour drive. Yeah. Led, I, yeah. I mean, I just don't. Leadville, Steamboat, and Gravel Worlds, two of those are at altitude, which I don't think Europeans are going to be that thrilled about. True. Um, and all three of those are hard events. Yeah. And plus, you would have to bring over a mountain bike for Leadville. As opposed True. to just bringing a gravel bike, honestly, yeah. honestly, I did, I'm sticking with with May to June is where when you got to come for. Yep, I like it. All right, next one. Okay, this one comes from Gerardo uh, Dozol Barriga. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, hey guys, I have a question for you. Because of my job, I can't ride as much as I used to, and I am planning on buying a new bike. If you could only have one bike, which one would you choose? A gravel bike? A CX bike, a road bike, or a hardtail mountain bike. Oh, sick! Wow. Readings from Chihuahua, Mexico, and a big thumbs up for your podcast, dude. That's sick. We got listeners in Mexico. Um, one bike. What would you say, Scott? What was the question? One bike. If you could only have one bike, what bike would you pick? Probably a road bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is literally a professional road racer, so yeah. that makes sense. Like, literally, professional road racers, a lot of them don't even ride any other bike other than a road bike yeah scott how often do you ride something well now you're in cross season but like take cross season out of it how often do you ride something other than road probably never <laughs> <laughs> like this year yeah i probably didn't ride my mountain bike once except so, for those races you, you literally raced you oh, got a uci oh, yeah podium. i did do mountain bike I did, I did a few mountain bike races but i would just like ride it like the day before to make sure it worked and then raced it <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you don't Dude, live in a good baller. area for mountain biking. Like if you live down here, you well, probably yeah, ride but it more. I live like a mile from like probably thirty or forty miles of trails. What trails? It's like called like Gunpowder State mm. Park. Mm. They're like not like they're like pretty you know chill trails, but like it's like still, you can ride those on your cross bike. Yeah, that's what I that's what I do. Okay, okay. So Scott would have a road bike. Fun, honestly, yeah. I mean, what, probably. What would you pick? Probably a gravel bike. Because a gravel bike, you can theoretically ride mountain bike on, even though it sucks. Yeah, but it's not uh, good for anything to riding gravel, which like isn't that cool. Yeah, so, yeah, but you so, can you can put you can put road tires on it, and it's like basically a road bike, depending on which gravel bike you have. You know, well, you gotta have one of those Aero Factor bikes. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go the other way. I, I would pick the hardtail mountain bike. So you can ride literally anything on the hardtail you can ride on the road it sucks but Mm -hmm. you can still do it you can ride gravel and it's awesome because you've got suspension and then if you want to ride trails it's like literally made for that um especially like gerardo says he doesn't have that much time to ride so like if you're not riding all that much just go have fun on mountain bike trails i think the biggest the biggest i mean the question that we need to ask him is is like what First of all, if he races, what kind of racing does he do? And then second of all, like what is the majority of the riding that he does currently? 
Because, like, maybe this guy rides mountain bike, like, 10% of the time, and you're telling him to get a hardtail mountain bike. Uh, I mean, I don't, I've don't. i never ridden bikes in Mexico, but it's, like, pretty mountainous there. So, I don't know, I'm trying to look it up, see where Chihuahua, Mexico is. It says Chihuahua's a state, so it must be, like, a, a region. Yeah, dude, this is, like, northern Mexico, dude. There's, like, it's, like, super mountainous there. Yeah, okay. you should get a mountain bike, man. It's going to be way better. Like, there, there's probably tons of sick, like, dirt roads and stuff. Um, I would say the only reason you would not get a mountain bike would be if you're like planning on going on group rides with people who are on the road, or if you're doing any kind of like road or gravel or cross racing, like anything that's specific where you need something other than a mountain bike. But if you're just like generally riding, I would, I would do the mountain bike. Oh, we lost Scott. Where'd he go? Yeah, I think we lost him. I think we lost him physically and mentally about oh, 10 oh, minutes ago. Oh, he's oh, back. Oh, fucking Wi-Fi. <laughs> Dude, so yeah, so you're ripping on my Wi-Fi. I think it was your problem. Well, if, at least mine like works when it's working. It just completely cuts out. <laughs> all right. So, um, okay. so in like conclusion, so in conclusion to the last question, all three of us had a different answer. Okay, so Gerardo, let us know. Hit us up when you after you buy your bike and let us know so we know who was right. All right. Next um, question. Okay, this one comes from Carson Turner. Hey, all. I was listening to your podcast, your most recent episode on the podcast with the where you bros speculate about the age limit imposed by lifetime for its races. And I have a theory about this. I wanted to share. I think that because certain lifetime races allow a lottery entry like Leadville lifetime has made it a standard policy to not allow anyone under 18 to race for consistency with gambling laws, Hmm. gambling laws. (laughs) I believe this to be the case with lottery entries from Leadville qualifiers. Since I have been denied Entry into Leadville Lottery at Austin Rattler twice since I'm under the, the age of 18, according to race organizers. I know that in Texas, minors aren't allowed to enter raffles, so I assume this might be the case for other states that Lifetime operates in. Thus, the policy denying minors as a whole uh, for the Lifetime Series and the Leadville 100. Not sure if this makes sense or if there's a better reason to deny the f- young, fast guys a chance, but I love the podcast and I hope Dylan recovers soon. What are you recovering from? Dude, he's sick. <laughs> Dude, I almost oh, died, man. You're, yeah, okay, you're sick. I, I thought he, he was saying he got hurt or something. I forgot about that. No, no, no. Um, so I don't know, Carson. That's like that's a that's an interesting take. I I've never like thought of bike like race entry lotteries as like real lotteries like gambling. Dude, I, I don't you know, know what? if it falls I've, under it. I've though. actually Maybe it does. I've actually used that analogy before. Uh, like I've I, when when deciding to do a race based off of the prize money it's kind of a gamble right because so for example like if there's a race that i think i have a really good shot of winning and the prize money is like $500 but the entry fee is 150 and then i got to drive there which is like $50 in gas so it's like $200 so i could potentially make $300 but in order to actually make $300 i've got to win the race and it's not guaranteed that that I win the race. It's like there's a possibility that I have a you know a bad race and I don't win any money, and then I've lost two hundred dollars. Dude, so that's it's called, like that's called being a professional athlete. I guess. Sure. Like, I feel like I made those calculations a lot, like a, cu- a couple of years ago, when I was actually relying on prize money. When, when that two hundred dollars <laughs> actually made a difference. Yeah, when I was like when when like winning two hundred or three hundred dollars meant that like I could pay rent the next month, which was a yeah. very brief period of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I I wish bike racing at like the you know elite level had more of that, like more gambling incentives and stuff. 
Um, that's like one of my favorite things about the game of golf is like gambling like you, is just like you want, part of it. You want professional bike racers to lead riskier lives. Financially, sure. <laughs> Let's put some money on the line. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like make the race I, entry for, for the elites. Like everyone always complains that the, the elite race entry is too much. And I agree only if the pro, if the extra fees are not going directly to the prize purse. But like if you want to charge every elite racer 500 bucks and all of that extra money goes towards the prize purse, then like it's kind of game yeah. on. I don't think I hear. So we've strayed really far away. Oh <laughs> yeah, the original question. Sorry, this guy's saying this guy's saying that like the reason why the lifetime has a blank, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is just some random guy emailing us. He could be right. He could be wrong. But like he's saying, the reason why the lifetime lifetime has this blanket policy that they won't let people under eighteen in is because a lot of these races are lottery, and a lottery is considered gambling. The only reason they have this lottery in the first place is because so so many people want to get in. I don't see that. It's not the same thing as gambling. Like I feel like this that needs to be separate from gambling law. Like that's not it's not the same thing as gambling in my mind. Yeah, I I don't know if 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 that distinction can be made. Partly because they they charge they, like when you sign up for the race, like it literally says like if you make the lottery, we are going to charge your credit card like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So like you sort of are like in, in a lot of them, you actually have to put like a deposit down. Um, so I don't know if like that makes makes it complicated. Um, he when he when I was reading his question, though, it did bring up an interesting point. Like if a kid who's 16 enters the lottery for Leadville and doesn't tell his parents, like and then all of a sudden he gets in and like his credit card gets charged 500 bucks. Like, I don't know, maybe that's why, like, because then they have to worry about parental consent and stuff like that. I hold on. I'm pretty sure I got a DM from a guy that said he was 17 that said he applied for the Lifetime Series. Let me see if I can. Well, anyone can apply, right? Don't don't call him out for it, man. Don't ruin his chances. Yeah, I'm just kidding. This guy is definitely 18. Let him in. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm reading it right now. I mean, I'm not going to say his name while we're recording, but this guy says that he's 17 and he's got a six watt per kilogram. 20 minute power. What? Who's this guy? No, I'm just I'm kidding. Not, Don't say his, say his name. <laughs> dude, he's coming for Keegan though, dude. Six watts. That would be kilo. sick. <laughs> that would be sick. I remember I was, I was at, um, I think it was Epic rides Carson city when Riley Amos was, I want to say 16 and he finished like third overall. Um, and now it's kind of like the first time, like anyone like really realized what kind of potential that kid had. And now he's, he's freaking good. Um, okay. We got more questions. Should we keep going or what's Dizzle doing? Yeah. Let's keep going. I know he said something about hanging out with his kid or something. Oh, okay. So rather, he's not coming. He'd rather hang out with his kid than record with the bros. Put the kid on the pod. I know. Scott says they're doing boring listener questions <laughs> anyways. So you're not missing much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Daniel must email us so much. Like his his emails get automatically marked as like important. <laughs> all right, um, okay. Let, so, let's answer more right. questions before we get. Okay, to so this one comes from Matt Dustin. Uh, he says, "Currently, it sounds like y'all race road TT cross gravel and mountain bike. Who has raced? <laughs> Do we or race partici- TT? <laughs> I mean, Scott does, I guess. I've participated in a few. Yeah. yeah. Do you Do so, you have a TT bike? Uh, like, do I own one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I have a broken one. Oh, okay. But, like, I'm going to have a different one. Nice. To, yeah, like, like, do a team TT has on. one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't, I'm not going to own it. 
Yeah. Okay, so who has raced or participated in the remaining UCI events, a.k.a. BMX, track, trials, eSports, and he says and indoor events? Not sure what that means. Like tracks, like track racing. He already already said he already specified track. Indoor events? If he's eSports. Maybe he's talking about like. Oh, it could be uh, like, uh, fuck, what's it called? Zwift? Like bike polo or something? Is that a thing? A UCI category? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? But there is there is like uh, bike gymnastics. Uh, fuck. What is it? Hold on. I'm on the website. Oh yeah, it does say indoor cycling. He literally just copied and pasted from <laughs> the, the UCI. Paracycling. <laughs> Paracycling. I don't know what indoor know. cycling refers to. It's like It's like uh. It's like it's like bike soccer, basically. Really? I don't know what the, what the actual name of it is. I can't believe the UCI oversees that. It's a cycle ball or no, 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 there, there's, there's different. Yeah. There's, there's tournament, there's cycle ball, which is like a tournament. Um, but then there's also artistic cycling. So I think you were both right. Cause you said something about gymnastics or something. Yeah. It's like they ride these fixed gear bikes and they do like wheelies in a circle, but instead of <laughs> sitting on the seat, they're like sitting on the handlebar and like pedaling backwards. At the same <laughs> yeah. time. I'm like, looking uh, at pictures right now. This is crazy. There's that. like, there's like, tandems but are two people on one bike yeah they're actually what? dude it's actually so impressive and i feel like nobody knows about how is this sport. not an olympic sport but like every I know, other gymnastics it's, it's actually it's actually so impressive when you see it like your mind dude. is blown by how good these people are riding these like artistic bikes and yet no one knows about that sport dude, yeah they want to get cyclocross in the olympics but they won't allow indoor cycling come on no one's gonna watch cyclocross <laughs> Dude, yeah, look at this track or, or uh, cycle ball. You look, you, have you seen this, Scott? Cycle ball? Yeah, I'm looking at the Wikipedia article right now. <laughs> Dude, this looks wicked also. These dudes it's are yoked, too. That's pretty much what it is, right? Yeah, but they're, and they're, the crazy thing is they're, they're on, like, one-to-one fixed gear ratios. Yeah, I know. Like, the bikes look crazy. It's, like, really, like, an indoor bike is very specific. Yeah. And also, like, they've got road handlebars that are, like, flipped up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they sort of have like backwards uh like I don't know, mustache like handlebars or something. Like they're they're just they're really weird. Weird bikes. This dude's like doing this crazy goalie save. Dude, what is going on? This this yeah. I gotta I gotta like watch some videos or something of this. Um so it sounds like none of us have ever done that. I've never done that, no. At least not intentionally. I spent some time on a fixed gear bike when I was like thirteen, fourteen, but yeah, I mean, I've got a fixed gear bike that I commute on, but yeah, well, those are like things that you see. I shouldn't say out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever done BMX track trials or esports? No, I haven't done any of those. No, I don't really plan to either. Scott, to be with you. It's like is he frozen, frozen again. Is it fuck? Um, um, yeah, I've never done. Like I, I've never even done like a Zwift race. Yeah. I don't really want to do a Zwift race. I, I th- have I done a Zwift race? I've ridden a little bit on Zwift. I'm not really that into it, to be honest with you. Maybe I'm not that into it because I don't have to ride on the trainer. Um, maybe if I had to ride on the trainer in the winter, I'd I'd be like more of a Zwift fiend. But I'm just I don't know, just not that into Zwift. Yeah, I like when I ride the trainer. I'd, I'd rather like do something that I can't do when I'm riding my bike outside, which is like watch TV. Like watch YouTube or something. I I will say that when I ride the trainer, I have a really hard time focusing on on like a movie or something. Like if I have to watch a movie, it 
an hour will pass and I will have no idea what happened in the movie. It's like, yeah, but, I, don't, but at least, I don't know why I, mean, I can't concentrate on any, how, like any sort of story while I'm riding a bike. Are you, are you I can listen to, I can, like you're doing I intervals? Can, no, dude, I'll just be doing endurance <laughs> pace and I have no idea what happened. It's like, I mean, I can listen to a podcast and like, and, uh, you know, I can understand what's going on in the podcast, but if it's like a movie with a story, I just, I can't follow it if I'm on the train. Hmm. What about you, Scott? Can you watch movies on the trainer? I don't know. <laughs> wow. So Dude, in, college, in college, you rode the trainer all the time. You literally created a pool. That is not true at all. That is the most <laughs> untrue thing I've ever heard Dude, in my Dude, you life. literally created like a pool of sweat in like the uh I probably lounge. rode the trainer three times my whole college career. No, dude, I was... I was there. I made an impact the one time I did on that. No, dude, I was, I was literally there. Like there was a pool of your sweat stained into the floor in the like student lounge from one ride. Yeah. From one one ride. Massive <laughs> ride. <laughs> Dizzle. What's up? All right. Now we can talk about like actual what, stuff. What did we do? What did I just walk? Hold on. Hey, yeah, Drew, you might've actually done some of these. So, so this is the last listener question. And they were asking if any of us had done any of the other UCI disciplines other than road time trial, cross gravel or mountain bike. Have you participated in BMX track trials, esports, or indoor cycling? And don't he ask what indoor I, is. We already, we already went through that. He thought that I would have, which one did you I think thought you I would have raced on the track? Yeah, have you not raced track? No, no. Why do you guys think that? Your wife racer? is your wife is literally a track national champion, and you've never raced on the track. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to send her this clip now because both of you guys at the same time said, "Oh, we just assumed you were a track racer because your wife was such a good track racer." Yeah, dude, <laughs> she's gonna love that. Doesn't no, she? Doesn't she, she have is, yeah. more national championship titles than you have? Um, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, dude. But no, so, I never raced the track. Um, collegiate mountain bike always overlapped with with collegiate track, and Marion Marion won track nats every year because of my awesome wife. So they didn't need me; they needed me for the mountain bike team. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I never have done track. I've never. I tried to ride the Detroit track once when they had just got done building it. It's like a really short one, so the the banks are really steep. And uh, there was like a junior kid walking, uh, like leaving, and he had Shimano pedals. And that's what I, I had my mountain bike shoes with me. I was like, hey, man, can I ride your bike? And he was like, sure. And so I grabbed his bike and was going to just ride the velodrome on this kid's bike a couple laps. And I was doing like a couple laps on the apron. And some dude like yelled at me to get off right before. Really? I guess they were about to do a workout and he didn't want me to do the workout with everybody. And I'm like, all right, screw you and your track. <laughs> and I got off and changed. So I only rode the apron and it was like, yep, I don't what like the track. apron. It's like the flat part. Yeah. Like in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The closest I did, that I've... I was, I had, I had been there for, I just got on there and done like two laps and they were about to do a workout and I totally could have done the workout. I probably would have like blown them all away. But the guy like didn't know who I was, took one look at me and said, get off. And I was like, all right. You just lost yourself a track rider. <laughs> yeah. The but funny you, thing is CJ was like behind me and he yelled at me and said, you off. But then he pointed to CJ and said, you on. <laughs> Cause he that's, knew CJ. <laughs> that's when you knew she was the one. No, that was after we were married, but mm, I just after thought you were it was married, hilarious. Wow. Oh, that was hilarious. Mm. Um, hey, so yeah, have, she's from, De she's from Detroit. 
so we were up there. So, okay, so there's one more listener question, but this one comes from Nick on Instagram. Nick, if you're listening, I actually added this question to the Matchbox podcast because I think it's more relevant on the training show. So if you don't Mm -hmm. listen to that one, check that show out. Uh, And we're doing a listener question series coming up starting tomorrow. So um, the Matchbox is the show that's actually about something. (laughs) Whereas this show is just (laughs) stupidity for an hour. I think more people stupidity like stupidity for an hour. What about stupidity for three minutes? Like that that Instagram reel I keep watching on uh, CX Harris. That was so dumb. What? Wait, I have no idea what that what you're talking about. Have you have you watched you any of the that clips video? from from uh, CX Nats? I have. Yeah. You haven't seen the the three minute reel of that three minutes Bill of Shiken Zen got? or something? Yeah. Of yeah. What? Three minutes. The elite three man min- just slip sliding down the ice field. It's oh, pretty dude, awesome. I have not seen that. I think it's just like three minutes of cyclocross zen. Yeah. yeah, that's what he called it. I've just seen the clips of like uh, the winners crossing the finish line very dramatically. That's mm. about it. Yeah. I mean, they won the national championship. Yeah, I guess he could he could excessively celebrate. I'm just trying to get Drew worked up. We'll, we'll let him. We'll <laughs> let him. We'll let him celebrate excessively for that one. I I felt for him. I think the Curtis White winning Nats this year is like this neat thing of like, I think everybody is happy for him. It's been mm-hmm. such a long time coming that like, I don't Yo, think. Why, er, why did it say it was more. 18 years in the making? Eric's not. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. He probably, like, I, bet, I, I bet even Eric is happy for Curtis that Curtis won. Uh, I, I saw a couple of that, posts, that, posts that it was 18 years in the making. What is 18 years? like? I think he's done nationals 18 years. In a row and he's he hasn't won? And he's never yeah. won. But he's gotten second, like like so all the way back to when he was a junior or something. Yeah, he's not like yeah, he's never won nationals. I know that. Like any nationals, ever. yeah, like collegiate, wow. anything, junior, nothing. I thought we've already gotcha. talked about this. He's the same age as Logan Owen. So every year, Logan Logan Owen literally won like was like ten national championships in a row, and every year Logan Owen won. Curtis White was second, like almost oh, every time. Yeah, and so that is why. Curtis has never won because he was always racing. So if it wasn't Logan. for Logan Owen, like Curtis he White would, would be like a five-time uh, national champion right now. Or like, yeah, or even more. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Man, that is, yeah. Dylan, I was going to I didn't, I didn't know video, all the history, to be honest it. with you. Yeah. The the fun the fun stat is like in the last three years, he's he's gotten second at Nats, but to three different people. Hmm. like so every year he just keeps getting leapfrogged like by a new rider it's just kind of funny yeah i think they were so, saying that he had like yeah. eight or nine second places holy crap yeah oh my so God. like dude, yeah you gotta, no, 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 you yeah, gotta yeah. be happy for the guy now <laughs> yeah like, for, sure, every, for sure everybody's stuck you, for him Drew or scott have you guys gone back to watch the race at all I, today oh, no. i what <laughs> <laughs> you say no <laughs> I don't have a Flow Sports, so I. But I did find it on YouTube. That somebody had posted the full thing. Like they just okay. shotted it from. It, Flow it was. It was one of. It was one of the like more exciting nationals races we've had. Like in the last probably those, five years. Just because of those two, right? Nobody else was. It's just yeah, those no one two, else right? was even close. But yeah, um, gaps. The first, I mean, it was the first very, lap. It like was very Lance, close Lance was up there even but, by the last lap. Like yeah. the last lap was like it wasn't certain that Curtis was going to win. Yeah. Oh no, Agreed. for sure. So, so about <clears throat> about halfway through, it was like pretty. I thought like everyone thought Bruner had it locked up. 
Like he mm-hmm. had a huge gap and was riding super strong and he made like two mistakes and like with like three laps to go and Curtis started like clawing his way back. And then I think Curtis didn't catch him to like two laps to go maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they lapped Scott and that was cool. Um, <laughs> they didn't lap me. I got fucking pulled. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then Scott, you got and then, pulled. Yeah. That is, that's embarrassing, man. What happened to your bike? <laughs> you were ahead of me. You were ahead of me, and then I saw your saw you stopped with your. No, bike. dude, your bike's awesome. Like, That's why you're selling it. Whoever, whoever. Oh, yeah. his, well, his yeah. bike works perfectly. Wink, wink. <laughs> I must have crashed and uh, bent my derailleur hanger. Mm-hmm. Well, I crashed mm-hmm. like once. If you don't count crashing like, while like dude, running, should have run a should have ran count? a single speed. Man, it's the cool yeah, thing to sure. do. Did Ben Frederick race on a single speed during the race? Yeah. I uh, bet you he raced on both. I quit. No, he. I think he was exclusively on the single speed all weekend. No, I doubt it, dude. That's what he keeps. That's what he he keeps saying on on Instagram. Like you 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 mentioned that I he know, like switches like between the two with him at the races, and he switches from his single speed to his geared bike. But does he have like it locked out or something so he can't shift it? No, no, no. Like even in the like dry races he'll switch halfway dude that's bo- that's that's bike. bogus then because he is like totally trying to play to the heartstrings of all the single speeders dude did you not see the single speed clout check no i don't you know didn't see is. max chances you know no. how you know how bill oh, shaken well, does like a heat check yeah well mm-hmm. it's on instagram go to max's Instagram. he did a, a cl- it's called a clout check for the single speed race and there's like a shot. Ben was in, was featured, and there's like a shot of it, a photo of him, and then it pans down to his bike, and he's like, he knows everything about single speed, but then the photo is of a geared bike <laughs> because he's like also nice. rides geared. Like, it's not like he's like only riding a single speed. Dude, I didn't know that. I he made it. He makes it seem like he uh, exclusively raced the single speed all year. No, like I, like a few times I know he's just like change to his geared bike sometimes he'll do the whole race on a single speed hmm. or like if it's muddy like i think he did this at charm city where he like had half the fe- race where he was on a single speed that was advantageous for that half of the course and then half was on a geared bike like at was nationals it, you could probably do that but i don't know anytime you're yeah. going uphill you were running so it didn't was really that matter. maybe because he doesn't have two single speed bikes probably has something to do with it or like you could set one up single speed but it's, then you have to tr- like if you only have two bikes you want to yeah. train on that a is a problem doesn't, yeah. Yeah, doesn't he also race on like a steel frame yeah he races on a steel frame what is that about what is this like the freaking i think it's just a sponsor 1980s <laughs> what is his sponsor that makes a steel frame bike richie oh yeah i didn't even know richie made bikes until he started riding them well, yeah. that's I, a good, I, I thought they like only made stems right there, and, right? I guess, yeah. yeah. I also didn't know they made single speed bikes until he started riding a single speed. Well, can't you make any bike into a single speed? Yeah, yeah. but but like not like a great single speed, and it's not like if you want to get clout points, dude. You don't you don't run like a tensioner. That's like negative thousand clout points. A tensioner. I think if I was ever to go back to single speed like mountain bike racing, I, I would run a full suspension with a tensioner. With a derailleur. Yeah, 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 with a derailleur that I could shift if I wanted to. <laughs> Dude, go watch the clout check. It got like fifteen thousand views. Really? Hang. Yeah, okay, it's kind of a lot for like that. Is that. that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that many people care about that. Was this this is on Max's uh, Instagram page? Yeah. Okay. Dude, fun fact: 
uh, I sold my Forerunner to Max like three months ago. Really? Yeah. What's a Forerunner? And you didn't follow him on Instagram? <laughs> Forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a watch, dude. It's a watch. <laughs> no, dude, my freaking Toyota Forerunner. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sick. Should I play it so that like the podcast can listen to it too? Listen to what? No, the the cloud the check. Cloud dude. check. It's yeah, a video. Is I want to. I want to hear it real quick. <laughs> Let's hear it, dude. I'm in the shot. I'm in there. You see me? Hello, Cyclocross friends, and welcome to the CX Cloud Tech pre- presented by the Normal Podium Network and the CX Cloud Tech. We've had an exciting week of Instagram posturing for the Cyclocross National Championships that doesn't actually matter. Um, let's start with, <laughs> <laughs> That's let's pretty start good. with women. In fifth place, Ivy, because she's staying over there and she'd be mad if I didn't list. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Cummings in fourth because Jalapeno Cycling is a fucking sick team. Second place, Sophia Russenberg, because uh, she can mosh like a crazy person at Single Speed Worlds. And obviously, the champ, Sonny Gilbert, because she won Single Speed Worlds. Girls in the list have. In the Met, fifth place goes to Ben Frederick, because you can ask him anything about cyclocross. That's Single Speed. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <Can> we <work laughs> because... <laughs> what happened? This is live because he published his gear ratio on Instagram and it was not that impressive. Third place um, goes to 2017 Toby because, and I heard he's keto again. <laughs> Second place, Jake Wells, unless there's another relegation. And in first place, might come to a surprise, but Eric Brunner decided to do day of registration and it's not very muddy yet. Sure. Not very many opportunities for him. Like, comment, subscribe. There you go. Stop. Stop. Nice. All right. There you go. Single speed clout check. Nice. That's I pretty think good. The, that was funny. The, what was the, the uh, what was the delegate or relegation for? Oh, because um, last year in single speed nationals, you know Casey Hildenbrandt or something. Yeah. 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 He uh, like he came into the pit. I think he got he was third and or second in the race or something. We got relegated because he came into the pit and like his bike wasn't ready and he was just standing there. But Casey then he was then or he Jake? Casey. Casey. But then yeah. um, the alpha guy protested. So Jake that's why was. it's like funny. Wait, what did oh. he, What did Casey do wrong? I don't so, understand. So, so, he got so on the Casey same didn't – yeah, Casey didn't oh. switch bikes. Or like you – like all you have to do is like put a wrench in your bike. What's like, wrong with yeah. that? Why does why does he got to switch bikes? Because you can't come into rule. the pit and not do anything to your bike. Yeah, really? so so – so the the interesting thing is that's a USAC rule, not a UCI rule. So like if that was the UCI race, he would have been fine. But because What's it was the UCI, USAC, rule? UCI no, rule, you UCI just have to rule. dismount. No, mm. no, it, it used to be a rule, and they they used to be that rule where you had to put two feet on the ground and get back on. Yeah, isn't that still the rule? I don't think so. Okay. Well. Yeah, anyways, but now that we're talking about this, I remember doing that in one of the World Cups last year. What? Like I came in and saw that it wasn't the right tires on my bike or something, and I just got off and took two steps and got back on. But I guess nobody saw me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody protested. Ooh. Yeah, the back. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, breaking the law. Yeah. What about Wout? Like he's running through the pit area, but he's not actually in the pit area, and then he has to turn around and go back around. As long as you don't pass like the exit of the pit. You can turn around and run backwards on the course and go into the entrance. It's kind of weird. Yeah, man, these are yeah, really like, specific like the pit rules. zone. 
sort of extends onto Dude, the course. How much, how much would it change cyclocross if you couldn't switch bikes? Like, you just had to race the entire race on one bike. It'd be way better. A lot of broken stuff. Dude, I don't know if it would, like, even work. <laughs> if it would even work. I mean, your bike only has to survive an hour. Yeah, yeah I mean, think about like, like so they get muddy fucked. that it would do like Dylan, how muddy was how muddy was Schwamigan? It was very muddy. Yeah, that was two hours. Yeah, my bike was not working very well at the end of the race. Yeah, like it's what part of the, it's part of the race is like the strategy is like how clean can you keep your bike so that it's still somewhat functional. Yeah, you guys were end. on a groomed mountain bike trail. Sometimes these cross Dude, races are nothing. It was, on, nothing it was basically groomed. a cyclocross course. There was nothing groomed about Schwamigan this year. There was sometimes in a cross race, it's like they just cut the grass that week, and the grass before that was like a foot high. So you've got these these like super long pieces of grass that just get like bound up into your cassette oh, and all just that sounds awful dude why would they yeah do that? right exactly that's like cyclocross wow you're really selling the sport so now. i i i think they i think arena cross needs to come out yeah why do cross what inside? if they what if yeah. you know how they have uh that would be rad like i would sign up cross? for that in a heartbeat then you have all the yeah, fun of cyclocross super, super without cross, all the cyclocross. suckiness of cyclocross because then you could just make the course dry, and you'd only have to have one bike. Just eliminate the pits altogether. Mm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Why hasn't somebody done that, dude? I, I, I mean, that's still what I've been have saying the for barriers. You. I mean, here's, here's, like, here's yeah, why you, they don't do it is because you, it'd be really hard to fill up an entire arena to watch a cyclocross race. And you're not, do you, you think they yeah, fill up the entire I, arena for yeah, cyclocross the first time yeah. they did it? Well, uh, the first time, I don't know, but they definitely yeah, I mean, fill them up now. But if you want to build a fan base, like, you know, it takes some time. I don't know. Maybe sure. you got a book like the, you know, the, the well, I wasn't even thinking arenas to start with. I, I wasn't even thinking there'd be any spectators. I was just thinking we'd, <laughs> they, we'd no, dude, that's, that's what we say. Like the, the, the spectator infrastructure is already there. Like be easy to televise. Mm-hmm. Could like sell snacks. I mean, out of all of the cycling disciplines, uh cyclocross is definitely the i mean other than like track racing cyclocross is definitely the easiest one to televise yeah yeah the problem I, I is just, you get a race like elite nats where in the first three minutes half of the field is on their ass sliding down this ice bank and then it makes the, the professional <laughs> side of the sport look like a complete joke and that's yeah. embarrassing I also just uh, I think that like your your casual viewer who kind of maybe knows a thing or two about cycling but doesn't follow cycling that much they just don't understand cyclocross they're just like what is this why are they on road bikes but they're off road I don't I don't get it yeah there is I don't a lot I don't years. think your casual cyclist would even really pick up on the fact that they're on like the wrong bike mm, yeah maybe not but but yeah I mean I think there is like a little bit of like I don't know it cyclocross is probably easier to understand than road racing. It's definitely way easier to understand. I mean, it's not that hard to understand. It's just like the gun goes off, and then like an hour later, whoever crosses the finish line first wins. Right. Whereas Whereas road racing, road racing, like you think, quite tactical, but yeah, like you think the guys at the front are winning the bike race, but they're not. Yeah. Hmm. I love it when like somebody who doesn't know anything about cycling comes and watches you race, and then afterwards they're like, "You were in first place for like one lap. That was so awesome. You were winning." (laughs) And I'm like, "Doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah. Um. So wait, we haven't even like hardly talked about cross nets, other than the fact that Curtis White won. What else do you want to hear? Yeah. What do you want to know? Because here, what how it went for you guys? 
<laughs> so, uh, that's what this is fun. what I was saying. This is what I was start. saying. Like none of, neither one of them want to talk about it. Well, all right. So I, I, I told you. And then my bike like overshifted into the spokes, and the mm. chain was so jammed in there, like I could not mm-hmm. get it out. So I had to run like half a lap, Ugh. and then switch bikes, and they had to take my cassette off to get the chain out of there. Yeah. So then you probably couldn't pit for like another lap or so. Well, then I got on my other bike and then I flatted. So then oh. I came back into the pit and they're on the other side of the pit, still fucking with my bike. And I'm like, hey, like I flatted. <laughs> and I had the same like group of mechanics as Eric and Funston. So I was like, yeah, you guys should probably like worry about them because I'm like in last place. Wait, you guys, you guys were like place. sharing pit crews? Yeah. I mm. like. And basically, like, part of their team. Like, we stayed together and wow. yeah, yeah. had the same. We have, like, what, four mechanics? If you count Max as one? Oh, okay. So you had to like okay. half one. That's a full crew, okay. Oh, yeah. That's enough, yeah. Um, so they, they couldn't, like, you couldn't just put your wheel from the other bike on? The, well, I did, but by the time you do that... It was, like, over? Yeah. I also ran half a lap. Yeah. Yeah, so at the start of the race, too, I was like, I was like... Told Allie we were watching it together. I was like, just keep an eye on Scott. I was like, he's he's a dark horse. I had a here. horrible start. I missed then, my pedal. Oh, did you really? And then I was Dizzle. Did you? Were you on the left on the start? Yeah, I started right next to you, bro. I know, but like after we got <laughs> into the first turn, because like then we went, we crossed that road. Yeah, I stayed. And there left. was a cone there, and I was like, to like, because there had like a little piece of wood, so you could get off the curb. Mm-hmm. And I just jumped the cone because I was like, oh, I'll just jump this cone. Yeah. But I was still inside the barrier. But then the tape was like five feet. There was like a gap. Like I could have just shot off the course. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did that too. Might have made like a 90 degree turn on pavement. Yeah. <laughs> like come back yeah. into the tape. I didn't, it didn't, that didn't happen as drastic. But I, there was a second where I was like, oh, snap. Like I'm almost off the course because there wasn't, there wasn't a barrier or nothing. It was like you could have just rode. Yeah, it was like the yeah. barrier and then the tape, but they didn't line up. Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably where they like pulled people at or something. Mm, it, it was just a crossing where the it was cars, where the cars come it was in where cars could go in and out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't do it right. Yeah, no, I had that same thought. Like, like, whoa, almost like that could have been bad. So, so what were like, what were your guys' mindsets at the start of the race? Like, when the conditions just like literally changed completely. Dude, I was in, like, five I was minutes. like. I felt so prepared because they had a bizarre like men's pre-ride right before our race. And I was like, the junior on the team, Gus, was done racing. So I, I adjusted his seat height to my seat height and took one of his bikes out on the course. Oh, that's kind of smart, actually. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see exactly what the conditions are like for our race. And I'll have a leg up on everybody. And so that's what I did. 30 minutes before the start of our race, I rode a lap on the course. And I was like, all right, sweet. Like, it shouldn't change that much from now till then. And at that time, that crazy off-camber, like, I wrote it without even, like, thinking. Like, I just wrote it. Um, and so I was like, oh, sweet. Like, it didn't really change that much. There were a couple little sections that had gotten more slick. But that section was totally rideable. And from then to the start of our race, it became chaos. Like, unrideable. Um, yeah. So, it was, like, immediately, like, from the first lap on, I was like, well, I guess it's just going to be one of those days. Like it's just hard. It's, it was really hard to stay. Um, you know, like I feel like a part of racing, you have to be confident in your abilities when you're out there on the racetrack. And, uh, I just felt like, like a total amateur after that first 
off-camera section. I'm like, what am I even doing out here? So it's hard to overcome that, like, in the middle of a race and keep going hard. Don't worry, man. You look like an amateur, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. I'm thinking, like, in my head, like, every time I came to that section, I'm like, dude, is is Brunner and Curtis, like, riding this? Like, I feel like such a doofus. Like, every time I got to that section, I'm like, all right, here goes nothing. And I'm, like, falling and grabbing these posts. And there's, like, a one where I'm, like, literally, like, hinging my butt off of a post where I'm, like, using it as balance, but I, and I'm using my butt to do it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, so goofy, but... I mean, it was, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I feel like they should have just, I mean, maybe they didn't know it was going to be that bad, Yeah, but like they, they should have just like last minute changed that one feature. Like, yeah, but like the women were yeah. riding it. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, the I women know that's were a crazy it. thing. It like, so like, it just froze on you I guys. I think, I think everybody, yeah, it's just, yeah. I wonder if any, like, I don't know. Everyone just seemed to just get off their bike. Like I was gonna, I was practicing like doing the dirty side dismount and then grabbing the inside post. Mm. And then I thought I was going to have a leg on everybody because everyone was just going to crash. Yeah. And I was going to already be off my bike and have gotten around the corner. Yeah. I was dirty side dismounting. But then. Hmm. What is dirty it, side dismount? On the on the drive <laughs> side. Everyone gets off on the non-drive side. Why? So it's, like the le- it's like the left-handed. It's like, it's like as if you got off your bike on the opposite side. Like the left-handed way to get off. Okay. It feels really weird. It's hard to do because then my like I was on the right side of my bike and it was a right hand turn so I could grab the post and my bike was just swinging on the outside with my left gotcha. hand. Yeah. yeah, but then you're on the wrong side of your bike to like run because then when you fall you fall into your bike. Yeah, gotcha. I and tried. My, I tried riding it every single lap and I did ride it once. I, I yeah, I saw you ride it once because they they once they like i mean that was like the highlight i mean they, they just i felt bad for you guys but like they kept coming back to that like anytime there was like someone crash or whatever into the barriers there they would like showcase it but um they did show you riding it one time really which is pretty that was the yeah. one time i did there was one other time where i made it to the last post and like basically ran into the post the last post mm. but it was such a huge advantage that i rode it that one lap and that lap was 30 seconds faster than all wow. my laps yeah because then like because then i wasn't the main the main time saver was when you were running down the hill like yeah because i made it to that turn i got to ride down that hill and carry all that momentum and that big long straightaway right after it that alone was like probably 15 seconds so it was hard to tell on the camera but the the like off cambers earlier in the lap there was like a section where there was a run-up like you'd get off your bike you'd run up and then people were dismounting and running down the next one and then yeah. running straight into the run-up. Like, why weren't you guys remounting and, and riding down to the next run-up? Because it you was, had, would have to ride, like, twice as far down. Because you yeah. wouldn't be able to stop. Oh, you couldn't? It was, you couldn't it was steeper, yeah, it was steeper no, than it looked. There. Okay. And there were these weird, like, you know how on a farm, like, where the, what are they, shelves? Terraces? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. There was, like, these weird steps okay. kind of built yeah, you into could, the... Yeah, you couldn't see that on the camera, I guess. Yeah, and so riding your bike down those like things would probably huck you over the bars. Mm. Was that hill just like way more dramatic than it looks like on on the camera, like steeper? Oh yeah, okay, yeah for sure. That run up right after that, the downhill run that you're talking about was like mm-hmm. really hard, like very steep. Um, so no, like you're gonna run that right there anyway. So it was safer just to just, get off and run to stay down. on or stay off your yeah. bike. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty wild to like watch the women's race. I only watched like maybe the last 20 minutes, which 
there wasn't much racing because Clara had already locked it up by then. But um, I at least like got to see the course conditions, and it was it was wild how like different the course was from then until you guys racing like half an hour later. Yep, I feel like it would have went way different for both me and Scott had the conditions stayed the same. Like I feel like when the conditions go like utterly crap like that, it becomes such a more well like, it sounds like scott had a legitimate excuse but i don't yeah yeah i don't but I crashed. yeah i don't have any excuses i flatted too but i was I, already yeah. like i was already Flat, i couldn't control really but i mean i feel like we had both we both would have done better if it what place did you end up in drew 11th oh, okay i thought you were like eighth i was in eighth for like most of the race and then i flatted and pretty much gave up mm. <laughs> i had to like ride the flat for a pretty long time do you guys do you think like racing Nats is different? Like it, like the mindset is so different because like you're there to basically win or top three. And once you're kind of outside that, it's like, there's not much incentive to keep racing hard. Um, like, do you feel like, do you feel like that thought? <laughs> like, do you feel like a, a, a sixth place finish gets overshadowed way more in nationals than it does in like a C1? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Who got fourth? Yeah, I, I mean, you could, you, could say, you could say that about like <laughs> yeah. you could say that you about go. any race, though. The race just happened three days ago, and Adam doesn't know who got fourth place. You know, but like, but, but what I'm saying is, you who got say, third? You, like you yeah. could say that about any race, right? You could say it like yeah. who got fourth at any race. Who got right? But I guess I guess you'd race. expect nationals to be a I don't know bigger deal. I don't really know, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like when I was in eighth, I was definitely like, dang, I didn't come here to get eighth place and when i got the flat tire it was like just the icing on the cake of like yep yeah, i didn't come here to get eighth or tenth or whatever who did so. get third though was it carrie carrie was carrie. carrie did yeah and who was fourth Sticks. funston, funston. Oh, okay and then lance i knew lance got fifth hmm. carrie won the single speed race dude yeah. carrie had like his best nationals campaign maybe ever maybe what uh first at single speed and third at the elite race that's yeah. probably about as well as he was gonna do you know, I think I don't know. He he made some comment at, at at North Carolina like he was going there to win. Well, sure, but like you know, realistically, I, I think those conditions yeah. probably helped him. Yeah, you know more than anyone else. I agree. I mean, you know, in everybody's head, they're going to to nationals to win. But like, if you're being realistic about it, you know, third place and first place. It's like that's about as well as you could expect Kerry to do. Am I wrong about that? No, especially he didn't race like a, hardly any cross this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all hear about Nats next year? No, we'll we'll about it. It. just when I thought I was going to quit cyclocross, and then they pull that one out of the bag. Yeah, that sucks for you. <laughs> now I got to do it another year. So you're <laughs> going to race cyclocross again? Um, I'll probably pull back a little bit. Um, like I don't want to travel as much. This year, I did like why the whole would you thing. wait? Why would you quit cyclocross? It doesn't conflict with crits or anything. You just do it. No, but the- I just um, I probably won't like quit. Um, I just w- I I want to do more convenient cross. You know, like I don't want to do the whole traveling to New York and Arkansas. Like probably skip some of the further traveling races and do the ones that are easier for me to do. Yeah, I gotcha. And running a team was really hard. Like, yeah, I don't know what that's going to look like next year, but. If I'm going to try to like do well at Nats, I'm I probably need to do less of like a team director role. Yeah, that was a lot. Gotcha. So if you're listening and you want to help your direct team, reach out. Please. Yes. 
you don't have to submit a resume. You send me an email and the job's yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you the same salary they paid me this year. <laughs> Zero dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I lost money. <laughs> um, yeah. You guys, sh- you guys a- should go back and watch the uh, the single speed race, though. I know, Scott, you don't yeah, care. Single speed race. Oh, you did? Yeah. It was pretty Scott, good. Why didn't, Scott, why didn't you do the single speed race? Because it's like, I, why is this a thing that everyone does? It's supposed to be for, like, the people that, like, are dicking around out there. And now it's, like, the serious <laughs> event. Yeah, I mean, you guys, couldn't you ask the same thing? Did like, it. why didn't you erase your age group? Like, yeah. couldn't I have raised uh, my age group and... And try to get a national championship that way? I guess. I feel like the single speed's more prestigious. <laughs> Who cares about what... Yeah. What do you... What about the elite race? <laughs> I mean, the elite race is obviously the most prestigious. But if you're like, hey, I'm a single speed national champion. Or, hey, I won freaking 19 to 20, you know, cat one. I'm like, all right, I care more about single speed. Mm. I bet you that's why everyone's doing it is because you care more about it. <laughs> Dude, did you guys see single speed world championships? That's like a joke. Isn't I know it's it? like, yeah, I know it's a joke, but it's kind of cool at the same time. If it was like, Dude, this is so funny. Is this like the wild. first time you've ever heard of this, Dylan? No, 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 you've no, never, no, you've no, never heard I've, of Okay. No, I've heard of single speed mountain bike national champion. I, I've heard about both, but like is single speed mountain bike national championships, not a, or, Single world, speed world mountain bike world championships. Not a no, thing no. So, so the thing is, like, I think single speed cyclocross worlds is always in the U.S. for some reason, but hmm. but for mountain biking, it actually it actually travels around the world. So that's why you don't hear about yeah. it as much. Why would why is single speed world championships for, uh, for cyclocross only in the U.S.? I don't know because I think they started it here. Hmm. All right, and I don't know that like. Like cyclocross isn't as big of a participation sport worldwide. Yeah, it's more of a spectator sport. I feel, I feel like, dude, I feel like the world championships for anything cyclocross related has to make its way to Europe at some yeah, but point. But it's not an actual. It's not a real, yeah, not a real yeah, yeah, yeah. Single speed, single speed cyclocross worlds was like a bunch of drunk people. That yeah, said, like let's you, do this. Let's do this goofy, goofy thing and see if anybody shows up. Like if so you they did. forced to get a tattoo. Yeah, you have so to get a what, tattoo. So what's more prestigious? Do you they think? usually it's like, like it's like who can do that? It's like it's like beer hand ups get time taken off and the barriers are on fire and yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. Go- it's like there's shortcuts in the race. It's all that's it's a bunch of goofy stuff. Yeah, sure. Do you think it's more prestigious to win the single speed cyclocross world championships or win your age group at any national championship ever? Probably the world championships. Probably the world champs. Yeah, single speed world champs. People are going to yeah. hear about if you win single speed cyclocross world champs. People are going to hear about it. Okay, and that's why it would be a bigger deal. Yeah, do I do. Howard Grotz. Do you know who? Okay, I was going to say. Do you yeah, know who Howard Grotz and Sarah yeah. Sturm. Like those are two yeah. legit racers. Really, Howard Grotz? Were they in Colorado? Like what? It was yeah, in it was Durango. In, yeah, Durango. Uh, okay, yeah, that explains. Yeah. Those are like legit fast racers. Those aren't, those aren't just random people that like I've never heard of. Yeah, Kerry Warner is legit too. He won the actual single speed national championships. Yeah, I know. There you go. And it, and it, <laughs> and it made for a fun race. I I think single speed cyclocross should be the next the next thing for the elites. It should be one bike single speed. It would equalize the field a lot more, and it'd be really exciting. Why has it got to be one bike? Yeah. Why does it have to be equalized? The whole point of national championships is to see who's the best. If it was equalized, we all win. Because then, it, like, you lose interest. Because <laughs> flow bikes just follows Eric Bruner around for the last thirty minutes. Like, like 
because Curtis caught him, like it made it more exciting, but that's always the, the, that's like the downside to cyclocross is that like, you know, once Vanderpool gets off the front, like they literally just only show Vanderpool for like 30 minutes and you're like, okay, I get it. He or he already won. Like what else is going on? Yeah. But it's way more exciting when there's like five up going to the line. Yeah. If they made cyclocross less technical, then there'd be more group racing and they'd be more likely to come down to a sprint. And me and Scott would crash less. We probably win more. I don't know. I feel like I'd crash more. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like more like elbows being rubbed and Yeah, like I crashed on one of the pavement sections. I crashed <laughs> on the pavement section too. Yeah, they were slick. And like I they even were really like, slick. was told to watch out for the pavement sections. I feel like if I feel like if Cyclocross was less technical, Scott would do better because he'd just be able to sit there in the draft and like then if it came down to a sprint, he probably has the best sprint. It's so funny hearing Dylan talk about cross. Drafting isn't that big of a thing in cross, even yeah, when but there if it was less technical many. and very yeah, even high with speed. That, yeah, I mean maybe, but even on the straightaways and stuff, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Okay, well this show's like gonna be two hours long if we don't stop soon. Alright, well then turn it off. End it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>